There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Ok, guys. Yeah. A lot of people have been complaining about millennials going to Disney World and taking up all the damn space. Uh. Especially in Space Mountain. Uh. Um, What's right. your favorite theme park and your favorite part about it? That's my question. Wow. Oh, damn. Wow. I mean, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm going to say it. Coney Island is Dang. still my favorite, yo. I have so much fun there. It's awesome. Yeah. Those old-ass rides? Yo, I love those old-ass rides and the new-ass rides. They got a lot of new, new rides. Yeah, but wow. they, got, they still got that coaster that's been there since the 40s. I don't trust that shit. That, should yeah, be, should, that, that coaster be creaking. Yeah, so you just gotta. Yeah. Frank, Frank. Um, I really didn't grow up around too many amusement parks. My amusement park, I don't know if you guys know what monkey What's bars the are. No, the, the monkey bars. Uh, like inner city uh, parks always have the monkey bars and the swings. All right, the swings and and, uh, and that's all. So like that's I a have. playground. That's not right, a right, right. But yeah. we'll, we'll we'll allow it. Thank you guys. We'll allow it. Did they lie to you and tell you that that was an amusement park growing up? <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> Okay. My like, mine is uh, Ride right Playland, <laughs> and oh. I like the water parks. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's been a while, but, you know, I don't know how to swim, but I remember that made it more adventurous. So, yeah, I like that. Wow. Jamie. Uh, Universal Studios. Dang. You get to ride the movies, all right? The last time I went, I went on the Fast and Furious ride, and I got I got to ride along Vin Diesel. Wow. Wow. Yo, That's a dream. That was one of my dreams, and I fulfilled it. To it ride Vin Diesel? All right. <laughs> Rachel! The Latinos Out Loud podcast. Latinos Out Loud podcast, Jeez. episode 111. Oh, yeah. Put those ones together. Wow. You know, it's funny because, Frank, you should have timed it for this week I with know. your fake news. I know. With the 111111111. No, I know, I know. But no. I was too eager. So yeah. this is it. But this is it. It's the season finale. No. Wow. No, it's yes. not. Stop saying that. Wow. It is a Stop. wrap. 
No. Man, we are done. You're lying. We need a no break. No more. <laughs> done. Finito. You know, we've experienced this now, what, three summers? Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is our third summer, yes. Right. So, oh, so we've only experienced the two. Got it. Uh, like, it's cool not being around, like, the first week, maybe the second week. But by the third week, come on, mofos. Y'all mm. not like, damn, I miss the podcast. Oh, no doubt. No? Mike's shaking his head no. Look, I got to spend a lot of time with you, like, in a couple of weeks because we have, like, the freaking gala, the man, the greasy mansion for the Dominican, the parade, the live show. So Yeah, you're cool. welcome. I don't know why you're phrasing <laughs> it as a complaint. <laughs> People like, pay for this. Absence makes the heart grow Legally. fonder, but you guys are always still together, so right. there's not a really a lot of absence. So there's no, right. there's no room for, you know, Very true. The, fond, the fonder part of it. Well, this is it. This is, uh, we didn't even say who we are, but it's the season finale. <laughs> oh, hi. Hi, I mean, it's Rachel La Loca. Hi, I'm, I'm Juan Vago. Hi, I mean, it's Jay Furs. Hey, I, I'm uh, Frank Nibbs. Oh, oh, is that Frank Are Nibbs you? or the bagel boss? <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? I'm Frank Nibbs. Frank, I feel like the next season, uh, you're going to have new voices? Yo, Are you uh, experimenting? Are you going to do some cartoon uh, stuff? Adding stuff, you know? Get creative, Frank. This Thank is you. the forum for it. Thank is look, it not? Thank you, Rachel. Let, let's, get, let's get straight to it, all okay. right? We already spoken about it. August twelfth, live show, Ooh. Latino Film Festival mm-hmm. at the Google Space. But we have another exclusive announcement right now. Exclusive. It has not been announced. You listeners will be able to hear it first. First. October eighteenth, two thousand nineteenth, in California. More wow. specifically, L.A. More specifically, at the Hispanicized tenth wow. anniversary. The Latinos Out Loud podcast will be live. Hey, wow! By the poolside, at the hotel. Podcasting by the pool. Wow! Come on, yes. people. Pool casting. Pool, yes. Pool Amen. <laughs> so, I know that was a, a big one. That was a big one. <laughs> I, but I gotta start somewhere. By the way, Jamie, I put a survey on uh, Twitter today. Ninety-three percent of people want the Jamie to come back. I knew it. Only seven percent, which, if you do the math, only two people said no. <laughs> I will try to hack and find out who those two people are. Oh. It's, it's really only been gone for, like, what, a couple episodes? Like, two episodes. Yeah. Two yeah. episodes, I mean, we're yeah. being really dramatic right yeah. now. But yeah. the fans are actually protesting. But anyways, back... <laughs> Peacefully. Back to my point. We'll send out more information on social media and our first newsletter that's going to be coming out this month for you to get tickets the to LA, go. How do you say that? The LA Elueros? It's hard to really yeah. say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It almost sounds like one word. Yeah. That's L.A. Oleros. L.A. Oleros. L.A. Oleros. L.A. Oleros. Oh, that sounds good. L.A. Oleros. Latinos out west. That's still my favorite. So on to the next segment here. Let's discuss this past weekend. We got to work with each other again. Yo, this weekend was lit. We got to produce, and we, Room 28, was given this amazing opportunity by a non-for-profit called Somos Comunidad. And you guys should look them up because they really provide great information for our community. And they're, um, we got hired to produce, write, shoot, edit, and develop this five-part video series um, all about health, um, but through the lens of comedy. And I have to give kudos to Jamie, who Ooh. wrote this whole thing. He wrote this series and is really able to still communicate the message from the client, in this case, Somos Comunidad, right. while, I hate to quote NBC, while still bringing the funny. Bam. 
<laughs> and it's a really unique talent that you have. So then, of course, writer, if you want to explain who you played. I play, it's kind of based on a Walter Mercado type. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were saying I look more like Jesus Christ Superstar. You did. Um, you look like Marco Antonio Solis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Google exactly. it, listeners. Uh, Who do your makeup, by the way? You look pretty... Uh, shout out to Tina Costello. Yeah, yeah she got a lot of shout outs on Instagram, all the pictures. They were like, wow, your eyebrows are on are fl- yeah, yeah. Great job, on Tina. Fleet. She got a lot of followers, but go ahead. Um, and so, yeah, he's kind of this like fortune teller who uh, reads people's health futures. So that's how we get the message of cross because he's like, if you if you keep eating like this, then you're gonna get this, and then we you know crystal ball, you see the future, and it's like, oh my god, I gotta stop doing that. If you eat taquipe, you're gonna look like this. Exactly. So that's pretty much. <laughs> that's pretty much you know each episode is kind of like that with new ailments mm. and new character, new people coming in, and we're, a lot of talented people in every episode. A lot of room twenty eighters, definitely. Um, so. And the first episode was great, so we're definitely looking forward to filming the next four. I want to give nice. you a compliment because a lot of times when you're working with like nonprofit or you're doing stuff, sometimes the funny is taken away, like it's greatly reduced. But kudos to you that you have the ability that even though it has to have a very strong message, you still keep it funny. So props to you, and you killed it as the character. So looking forward to see the final product. I saw you and Rachel doing your producing thing early in the morning. Yeah, and you talking, yes. you talking shit on. Hey, you seem a bit. Wait, is he juicing? Is he juicing again? Yeah. Why? Hey, I heard it was. It was like five five thirty in the morning. I no know, coffee. I but I have that. to say, um, Mike and Rachel work to work together flawlessly. Yeah, I saw season. that. I saw oh, that in the pictures. Wow. I saw that in the pictures. Oh, I saw. I saw you. the synergy. They do. They do uh, teamwork. You know, they they do teamwork pretty well. Thank you. I appreciate that. And Mr. Uh, Palmini directing. Yes, Palmini was directing. Can I shout out the crew real quick? Please. And the yes, cast? Please. Well, we have to shout out the client again, Somos Comunidad, Somos Care. Um, director of Photography, DP, Leila T. Rosario, right. Latina. Right. Yes, no joke. Yes, She's yes. no joke. No doubt. All right. Directed by Room 28's own Anthony Palmini. ADing was our very own Juan Bago. Brah. Writer, actor, Jay Ferns, of course. <laughs> and on the camera was Justin Blaze. That's his real name. Justin Blaze. Uh, DIT and ACing was Danny Garcia, mm, our friend. Danny. Sound was John Hagler, script supervisor, Room 28's McKenna Cox. Right. Hair makeup, Tina Costello. And, of course, our lovely PAs, Rosie and Hendel on the mic. Handle. And then our actors, Alessio, Alessio. and Carmen, who is just a guest Car- on yes. the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely a family affair. Nice. It's great when we could work among family. We know each other so well. And also bring the professionalism at the same time. I think everybody brought that. It was that kind of party. And, um, <laughs> you know, it was just like fun to pay people, too, because that's always nice. Yep. You know, to pay people for their work. Speaking of family. hmm uh, this is our last episode of the season, wow. and we are nothing without our listeners. So, we yeah. posted on social media um, if you guys wanted to ask some questions, Ooh. and we are ready to answer them. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So, we're going to shout everyone out with ask questions, and we're going to answer them. So, the first question is from underscore Apollo underscore Luna. Rachel, your dog has a Twitter account? Uh, <laughs> he has Facebook, not Twitter. He doesn't okay. have time. Uh, He's out there burying shit. The question <laughs> is... doggy dog world. What are things that you overcome with Latinos Out Loud podcast over the seasons, both as a team and personal, 
and what are some upcoming goals regarding the podcast? Mm. This answer, I feel, could be an entire episode wow, of really? the podcast. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that fall under this umbrella of overcoming and goal setting, and we do that really well here at the podcast. So I, I'm not going to, you know, go down this laundry list, but I will say thank you, first of all, for this great and intellectual question. Um, mm. I will say that we have definitely overcome our uh, maintenance of our position in the market. Like, we we continuously, like, bring ourselves forward and we like to, I always use this term, but, like, we keep one-upping ourselves. Right. And we're overcoming barriers. We're overcoming people popping up and, and you know, trying to do what we're doing. And it's all good. Yep. Do you. But I think we're really good at maintaining our voice Facts. and who we are. This is who we are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as upcoming goals regarding the podcast, boo-boo, we have so many because we realize, not to sound cocky, but we realize we have something very magical here. So really the goals, I'm going to say the answer is the sky's the motherfucking limit. I mean, my yeah. But there are actual um, tangible goals that we have and that are in motion right now and that will hopefully lead us to a bigger and better platform beyond podcasting this question is from rosa reviews Mm. okay and she has an interesting question and i'm going to ask jamie this question oh i think this is perfect for you okay as an inspiring inspiring film critic it'd be i'd be interested to know your favorite films of all time thanks keep up the good work oh thank you okay well i'm gonna have to go with big mama's house too um (laughs) i knew it way better than the first (laughs) Uh, <laughs> the fact that he had a son I thought was genius um, who also dressed up as Big Mama you know a lot about this film <laughs> no this is an interesting question because I actually was I went I was rabbit I went through a rabbit hole that's right that's the expression uh, YouTube rabbit hole of Cisco, old Cisco and Ebert reviews right the other day mm-hmm. and that's if as a, an aspiring movie critic I would recommend you doing that because it's very interesting the way they break down movies um but one of my favorite movies of all time is True Romance, directed by Tony Scott, written by Quentin Tarantino. Christopher Walken's in it. Christopher Walken. A lot of people are in it. A lot of, like, Christian really Slater. actors. Um, and it's, like, it has everything. It has, like, comedy, action, romance. Yeah. It's, like, a love story. And it's definitely one of these movies that, like, I always, I can watch whenever it's on. Yeah. Um, and I can quote, you know what I'm saying? It's a very well-written, uh, well-done movie. Um and also, um, I used to love the first Halloween, um, Oof, directed by John Carpenter. Wow! Uh, I love the shots. I used to like really admire the shots mm-hmm. um, that John Carpenter had in that movie. So, um, and look, I'm a comedy guy, but I, it's hard to pick one comedy. Like I like different things from different comedies, so I don't even know if I have like a favorite comedy movie. Right. Uh, so I'm not even gonna name a comedy. Oof, that'd but, be a, uh, you have a lot. Uh, I'm sure. So, but those are the two movies that jump out that I've always liked. Okay. As far as movies. Nice. Next question. Okay, this is a good one. This next question is from Latinx Point of View Podcast. And they want to know, who was your favorite guest to interview and why? Can't wait for the season finale. Bago, you take this one. Hands down, Lemon Anderson. Mm. Because I feel like he really spoke to our soul as an artist. 
And that was one that a lot of people came up to me and was like, yo, that was an amazing episode because he really spoke like to us and I felt it. And I think that that's an episode that I recommend everyone listen to because it was really, really good. Yo, I had a hard body moment with Lemon during mm. that episode. And, and one person hit me up. They felt it. Mm. They're like, yo, I felt that moment. I'm like, yep, that was real. Wow. Yeah. And we need more people like that because it's like, as artists, you just see the final result or you see the journey and you see all the stuff. But it's like, like I said, being a parent, being an individual, even a writer, a creator, we have to go through some of these challenges. And he answered like a really good amount of them. So for me, it's Lemon Anderson. Awesome. Interesting. Next question. All right. So the next question is from at NYC Magnificent. Summertime playlist. Is it a hot boy or a hot girl summer or lukewarm? Mm. Who's going to take this one? Uh, me. Mm. Technically, it's a hot boy summer for me. But since my girlfriend does the playlist, it's a hot girl summer. So I, I don't know if that's, I don't know how you would put that. But definitely, uh, the playlist is definitely a hot boy girl summer. I think it's more like a sweaty boy summer for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you were like, you were, the sun was hitting you like on Friday when we were filming. I was like, dude, get a towel. Oh, damn. <laughs> on like Friday? That? On Saturday? We oh, Saturday? Oh, yeah, but of course. Like I'm stressed that? out. Sweaty boy summer. That's <laughs> so it's a sweaty boy. Yeah, Being an AD so, yeah. on set is hard. Yeah. Uh, and let me rephrase. Being Mike Diaz as an AD on set is hard. Yes. <laughs> it is. Next question. At K underscore Marcel Lenev. Uh, you know who you are, if I'm pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> you, could tweet, you could tweet at me. Um, how do you fight? This is deep, though, this question. How do you fight racism? And is it possible to change the viewpoints of people who are racist? How do you approach someone with a racist mindset in debating with them? Or do you not just not even try? And then in parentheses, by the way, love you guys. Love you too, K underscore Marcel Lenev. We love you. Wow. We love you. That's deep. Frank. Me? Oh, I love this one. Growing up in the Heights, we used to play a game called snapping. When we were all kids, we used to come out and, and congregate around the, the mailbox, and we would snap on each other, and we would talk about your mother. We would talk about your father. Everything. But what that did, it really got us like close to each other. Like It didn't matter your race, your creed, your nationality, and we snapped on each other. We did that like as kids, and I think that's missing now. We're not making fun of each other anymore. You know, now everything is serious. And I think you need to do that. And that also brings down, you know, it brings down your guard and it kind of just breaks down. Like, you know, we take each other so serious. Mm. So, so as a kid, those are my, like, my best friends. And they were white, they were Jamaican, they were Puerto Rican, they were Guatemalan. And we broke on everybody. We broke on everything. It didn't matter. So what you're saying is that we need to get everybody together to yes. fight racism. We need to get everybody in the same room and right. snap at each other? Yes, Okay. And you'll have so much fun and you'll laugh at each other. Wow. Because you know what? When every race gets together, they all laugh at everybody else, whether it's white, whether it's black. You all make fun of each other, right? But when you do it all together at the same time, you're saying, we're like, wow, you think that of my race? Wait a minute. I'm going to tell you what I think about your race. So it, bre it breaks down barriers. Air it out. Exactly. And it breaks down barriers. snap. Thank you. And once so you know, you're bringing a snap. Once you, know who, once you know who that person is, you're more open to that person, right? Whether they're racist or not. So you have to bring out these racist point of views that we have. And I think right now with social media not being very upfront and very open, I think that's kind of hampering communication lines. You need to be open with each other and think about what you think about another race or another nationality or gender or what have you. That's so, what Mike, I think. when I snap at you, that means I'm fighting racism. 
There you go. Oh, so don't get offended. Don't get right. offended. Okay. It's coming from a good place. He's doing okay. it for the culture, Mike. Come there on. There you go. We got to be open, guys. Next question. Okay, this question is from G.S. Hamlin. Okay? G.S. Hamlin. Rachel, this one is for you. Okay. All right? Advice for surviving three weddings and a move. This girl got a lot of going mm. on. Yeah. I mean, I, I need a little more specifics, uh, G. Shamlin. Like, it could be three weddings in a weekend, three wedding, weddings over a month. Are you getting married three times? Like, uh, what's what's going on that's here? What I, I mean, she's bugging out, but I think that's what it is. So she's getting married three times that's, and she's moving. I think that's, what it, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Oh, she's going through three weddings. I don't know. And then she's moving into three different places. <laughs> that is hard. With three different men. Or and, women. And do they know about each other? That's another question I have because that's a big difference here too. Um, but look, let's just focus on one thing. Let's talk about your fashion. Mm. So three weddings involves a lot of fashion. Facts. And I don't know if you got it like that. If you do, you know you got to wear three different dresses, mm. right? Like you have to. There's no, right. there's no getting away with that. Like right. you have to, you know, that's just a given. But if you don't got it like that, you could always buy one dress and just keep returning that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pull a little scammy scam. Flip, flip I it. I won't tell nobody. And you'll have three different dresses for the price of one. Excellent. Yeah. And the move, I would just say, oh, yeah. Like, if you're going to get these dresses, maybe get, like, dresses with buttons and wear, like, your schmappas underneath, like your grungy clothes. <laughs> so when you get home, you could just pack for them boxes, you know, get back at moving. You just unbutton, unsnap, and boom, you're ready to get back to the moving because that's a process. That's quick. Nice. Hashtag right. Ross Dress for Less. Don't get me Word. open right now, Jamie, because I haven't been shopping since we were in L.A. When we go back, you know I'm going shopping at Ross, right? I'm going to have to take a few hours. And now it is time for the Pachinja Bites. I've been waiting all day. Aye. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. Pachinja Bites. I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. Pachinja Bites. Hey, Jamie. what's going on, everybody? Hey, How's it Jamie. Final teacher bites. Sorry, I was just reaching wait, for a cookie. That Tibby. Thanks, um, Tibby, for Tibby buying br- these crack Thanks, cookies. These Chips Ahoy Reese's peanut butter cup cookies, which like it's like I some somehow like he I had a dream of this and it became true. You know what I mean? <laughs> and Tibby just brought it here, so I was like, yo, shout out to Tibby. Thanks, Tibby. Um, so guys, first bite. Um, mm. A woman just married her dog live on TV. Wow. Okay. okay. This happened. Uh, There's a lot to unpack with that little statement. <laughs> the woman said she was tired of getting her heart broken by men. Wow. So she's tired of having to take shit from a man, but is okay with picking up shit from her dog. <laughs> I don't get that logic. <laughs> so let me get this. So let me get this straight. Dogs went from being man's best friend to women's last resort. Damn. Wow. I don't know. And how did this all start? Like, did he get down on one paw to propose? <laughs> I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> and look, since the dog is her husband, the dog's her husband now. Is she allowed to get jealous of other women? Is she going to be like, whose leg were you humping at the dog park? <laughs> Who is that bitch? <laughs> Who was that bitch at the dog park? That you were, the one you were smelling her ass. You were smelling her ass for like an hour straight. I didn't even oh. know you were into that. Oh my the dog just God. like woof woof. She's like, "That's your answer for everything." <laughs> uh, oh, <snap. laughs> 
What if they want to start a family? True. Like, is this mm. dog going to provide for them? Like, does this DOG have a J-O-B? That's what I want to Facts. Like, if you tell <laughs> Like if you t- like if you tell me he has a steady job, like he's a police dog or like a dog actor, yeah, but yeah. a real one, he got to have a SAG card. No non-union dog food commercials. I'm talking real SAG actor. Oh um, my God. But this is why. Look, this is why I'm a cat person. People don't get people don't get obsessed with their cats like this. Like some when I had a cat, I didn't sometimes I didn't even know where in the apartment it was for a few days. I was like, I think it's in the closet. I fucking don't know. I haven't seen it for like five days. Mm. I'm like, yo, these dog owners right now are getting in, you know, getting too much. Rachel, you have a dog, but you're not that type of dog owner, right? No. No, no, no. I mean, no. obviously, you wouldn't marry your dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to divorce your dog at this point, right? I'm looking to put him up for adoption, but I just wow. can't find it in my heart to do it. She got two dogs, right? Are you your calling? Ma- your ma- every man is a dog, right? You know, I, I oh, like, Getting political here. I feel like this woman might have thought that. Like, oh, my God. So men are dogs, but are dogs men? Right. And so maybe she wanted to investigate that Interesting, a little further. Rachel. Interesting. <laughs> that was deep. Yeah. I do think this woman suffers from mental health issues, so probably this isn't actually funny after all. But um, <laughs> get some help. Um, next bite, though, guys. Guys, Sony... Creators of the PlayStation mm. um, and other stuff. They are crowdfunding a wearable air conditioner. Okay. Here comes a mic joke. Known as the <laughs> Sweaty Boy Summer. Um, it's known as the Rion Pocket. That yeah. sounds like a sex toy, actually. <laughs> oh. Now, people could wear as they deal with the high temperatures, right? So um, the device w- uh, would reside in a pocket of a special t shirt. Um, and it would um, it would use some something to lower it would lower or raise a person's body temperature, depending on how much you want to you know raise or, or lower. Anyways, wow, interesting. Wow, I think this is a weird thing. Like, first of all, people are always gonna want to stand next to you when they're hot, you know, mm-hmm. which might make you the most popular guy at the bar, but will be really <laughs> annoying in rush hour on the subway. <laughs> all the people that grajo. Oh yeah. There's way too many that people that there's way too many people that don't wear deodorant, and you they are all on the subway <sighs> when it's packed. During it's peak like, time. I was in the subway at 8 a.m. the other day. 8 a.m. And there was somebody whose who's underarms already <laughs> stank. That means you woke up with those underarms like that? Like, come yeah. on. You had to earn a, a, a scent like that. Can I tell you really quick? The other day, I was, you know, I, I got a lot of my physical activity from being on the train. I don't do the escalators anymore. I do the stairs. And in front of me, I feel like there was a man that was kind of doing the same thing, trying to drop some weight, going up the stairs. But he weighed about 400 pounds. Oh. And it was rush hour. And I was right behind him. <laughs> and I'm trying to get to where I got to go, but I had to give him at least four steps in front of me. I couldn't take the smell. It was so bad. It's rough. It was so bad. It was one of those really hot days. And it's just, you can't do that, yo. You can't. I mean, look, this air conditioner might help someone like that. Right. You know what I mean? For me, I don't want it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want another thing that I have to remember to leave the house with. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? People are going to be like, yo, remember to bring your air conditioner to the party, yo. I'm going to dance a lot. It's going to get hot. <laughs> Plus, there's something else I got to charge. I'm going to be like, yo, anybody got a charger for like a wearable air conditioner? Anybody? <laughs> Rachel? What? Why is Jamie wearing an air conditioner? Yo. I, <laughs> I would actually be more open to wearing like a, a, a wearable ceiling fan. Mm, like I'll, ah. strap, I'll strap it on my head. Like a chandelier. Like a little chandelier. Oh, Interesting. Oh, that's, to that's me, I might try to start making that if you know any inventors. Mm-hmm. Um anyways, going from speaking of hot, <laughs> speaking of hot, 
my final bite. I just want to give a shout out to J Lo. She turned the big 5 0. Leo season. Yes, son. Wow. She's, and she celebrated with her 50th 50, her 50 birthday with an, a, a crazy Miami party. She looked amazing. Yo, she did you see amazing. pictures of A Rod? He looked torn up. He looked lit. He looked lit. Yeah. Torn up. But A Rod also shared his birthday. Their birthdays are not that far apart. Right. He's 44. Wow. So she's, you know, robbing the cradle. Um, mm. But he actually had like a, his party wasn't a wild party. He had like a nice little get together in the house. Just they want to have a quiet night. And I think that's why they work because she likes to party and go out. And he seems like a normal guy. He just seems he wants to Netflix and chill, you know, in his private home theater. Yeah. So he's not that normal. Of but course. I mean, and, but I, you know, I think that's why they work. I think eventually that also might be the reason why they might break up because. Oh. It's gonna You're get boring right for now? I think J Lo. It's gonna get boring for J Lo. She's gonna be like, I don't want to stay in the house again. Wow. I don't want to stay in the mansion again. All right. So you're calling it then? I'm huh? calling it. Like, I don't know about that, Jamie. He's the perfect accessory to her she looks party. Set, she looks settled down. He you takes think? the best pictures of he her. He does. She he needs is, him around. He is like an Instagram photographer. Like yeah. that's perfect. But I don't, I don't think she wants to hang out with her friends like DJ Khaled, Fat Joe. Like I think he's gonna get tired of that. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Anyways. <laughs> Um, look, final thing about her, I wish, I wish J-Lo 50 more birthdays. Yeah, no doubt. And I want to see her shaking her ass when she's 90. Wow. Yeah. wow. Right. So that's the bites for this week. All right. Yeah. See you next season. And now it's time for the final fake news of the season. No. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibbs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spiracy News with Frank Nibs. Hello, folks. Hey, Frank. Hey, Frank. Hey, Frank. Frank, are you going to let our listeners know that, yes, this is the finals episode of the season, but mm-hmm. there's going to be an exclusive best of fake news this summer. Oh, I can't wait. Yo, I can't wait. wait. It's going to be Liddy. I can't wait. Mm. I can't wait, but I okay. got I got some real good for you guys. Okay, some fresh, fresh yes. out the oven. Yes, this thing is getting deep. This AI thing is getting deep. What's Uh-oh. going on? We're gonna talk about this thing. It's called deep fake videos. Oh, I heard of this shit. Yo, I've seen some of this shit. It's crazy. It's cra- guys. It's getting crazy. Guys, they can actually take an actual video of you, an actual image of you, and someone else could be in another room, mm-hmm. and they can mimic all of your actions your body and what you're actually saying from your actual mouth mm-hmm. so it's getting to the point where you don't need to do remake with actors you could just actually p- paste their face on the other actor and it looks natural there's a video going out right now of the movie the shining yes with um jim carrey jim carrey as jack nicholson as jack nicholson <gasps> and it looks it ear- looks flawless it actually it actually in a weird way it made me say like jim carrey should do a movie like this yes like a dark like a, a dark movie because I was like I could see him in this movie right. just from that clip it was really like life lifelike right and there's another one of, of Coming to America with uh, Eddie Murphy yeah. there's an internet uh, uh, celebrity called Michael Blackson that plays Eddie Murphy and it looks eerily similar so they're getting to the point where politicians don't even have to actually show up to actual events mm-hmm. like don't think Trump when you actually see him he's not actually there they take an image what? of him and they just have an actor go to another room and they mimic his his body language and what actually comes out of his mouth okay are you serious right so you actually don't even have to be in an actual location 
No, I'm gonna, so uh, wow. can they people can people do this just for people like say I want to like somebody invites me to their birthday party and I want to make believe I was there can I hire someone to to do this yes take video of the party and put my face in someone else's body yes Frank are you gonna be big enough to the point for the fake news that you're not gonna even be here you're I hope so somebody <laughs> no guys it's getting to, it's, it's, it's getting the to the news. it's getting to the point where you actually don't have to be at the actual location okay yeah. if it's on video you don't have to be there. Like, we're going to get to the point maybe, like, in my five, ten years, like, like Latinos Out Loud, we don't actually actually have to be in a live show. Like, you know, it's going to get to that point. Someone will be doing it for us. But it won't even be a live show. It'll be, like, this fake... Right. It'll be another live show from something else. We're putting our faces on that. Exactly. <gasps> yeah. There you wow. go. Now, I'm going to throw another bonus on top of this, what they're doing with this facial recognition thing. Mm. There's an AI machine right now that has taken so many still images of people's faces that they're putting different people's faces together and this AI machine is creating people out of pure fantasy. And the computer makes it seem so seamlessly with people's geometry of their eyes and their nose that they're creating fake people out of nowhere. Okay? So you see there's a website yeah. that just has fake people and there's thousands and thousands fake people. Thousands. Fake people. Right. So like, wait, oh, so hold me on. and Jamie Yo. have a baby and right. you're like, right. and like... hold on. No. Yo, is Mike on that? Because he's, he's, he's definitely could be hold fake. Hold on. We're seeing what... <laughs> I've seen him be fake. We're seeing, what Rush, we're seeing what Rush is doing with our with our Facebook accounts and our, and our, and our face. Okay? And we're seeing what Rush is doing. It's going to get to a point where you can't shut down your Facebook or your Instagram. Your face... And your liking and your body and everything, yeah. it's there forever. Someone else will be controlling it. Even oh if you gosh. even if you shut down your Facebook, your Instagram, your Snapchat, anything. Jamie Fernandez is there forever. Great. Juan Bago is there forever. Rachel Styles is there forever. Wow. Frank Nibbs is there forever. Frank Nibbs is there forever. Frank. Group. You can't shut down your Facebook. You know when you shut it down, it still stays there, right? It stays without a face, but it stays there. Mm. Frank, here's what I'm nervous about with this technology. Okay. You can frame someone for a crime. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And guys, listen to me. Anything, he was there. Roll the tape. Right. And I told you. That, didn't listen to me. What the fuck? Jamie, yeah. I, t- I told you a few weeks right, ago. Jamie. If you see me robbing a bodega, it's not me. Didn't I tell you that? If you see me robbing an old lady, it might not be it me. It might not be you. Right. But it's going to be there. It's your Thank face. You. But it's like, who the fuck put Thank your face you. on this robbing Thank body? You. Guys, so it's getting really deep. It's getting to the point that if you see something on video. That's you, not me on the sex tape. Thank that's you. That's not my face. Frank, thank you. That's my face, but that's not my, my dick. Thank you. That so was the, not me buying five dildos from the sex toy shop on 8th Avenue. Exactly. No. Right. So it could get to a point where people start framing us or people start, you know, you really have to question what you're seeing nowadays because what you're seeing on videos and what you're seeing on film right now is very questionable. Technology has gotten to that point. Wow. <sighs> This one definitely is making me think. Wow, this is gonna have our listeners think about this all summer. Yes, good it's, one. Wow. It's getting deep, and we're seeing good, it also with the Russia thing. Russia, like I don't trust Russia. Russia's take right uh, like their citizens are very savvy when it comes to social media, and they're really like two steps ahead of us, mm. and they're taking our social media content and they're creating like. They're creating people out put, of us. Put and they, Americans' face on the body. The real Facebook headquarters is in the Kremlin. <laughs> oh my lord! You sound like a, you sound like an well, agent. Frank, thank you so much. Great season of fake news. Thank you guys. And Until like next season. Thank you, folks. Thank you. You're welcome. Is it time to put the heat back into your relationship with breakfast? But a hot breakfast just sounds like too much work. Well. It's time to head over to the egg aisle and pick up Just Crack an Egg. It's a hot, fluffy breakfast scramble that'll have you back in hot breakfast love in less than two minutes. 
All you've got to do is add a fresh egg over their hearty breakfast fixings, then stir, microwave, and reignite your love of breakfast. And something else you'll love about Just Crack an Egg is that it has no artificial flavors, dyes, or preservatives. But even better is how fluffy and cheesy and delicious it is. It comes in seven different varieties, including three brand new kinds, veggie, Southwest style, and protein-packed scrambles. Or just try one of the classics like Denver or All-American. So don't wait for the weekend to get a little hot, hearty breakfast love into your AM. It's time to run with your arms wide open to the egg aisle and take breakfast back with just crack an egg. All right, everybody, this is the part of the show where you guessed it. Uh. We are going to interview someone amazing. It's the season finale. You think we go out flat? No, we're going out with a bang, (laughs) a bang, a bang. You guys, she's a journalist. She's a host. And we're going to get into what she does right now as her job. But her name is Marisol Castro. Welcome, girl. That is the the bombest introduction I've ever received in my interview. Not the first time I've heard Higher that. And life. I really take pride. Wow, me, huh? Rachel, you, you can hire it. Rachel. You can hire Rachel and she'll follow Shucks. you around and she'll introduce you. She'll to the world. do your introduction well, to the world. Right now, I'm not accepting any new clients because oh. I'm doing it for a lot of people. But what I am doing is like, you know, remotely recording and then you can just play it on your and phone I on see. speaker. Like I walk into a room. Hi, I'm. Wait, espérate. Right, and in comes Rachel. Exactly, she gives, she gives my whole spiel. Girl, we're so we're so excited to. I'm have so you. excited to be here. I feel like I know we. I've never met you guys, but I yes. feel like I know know you guys, and I think we all have many friends in common because there are only but so many Latinos of note yes. in our industry. Yes. And we're all in this room. And maybe like five others. <laughs> yeah. Half the population is in this room. Yeah. And we have to move each other forward, right? Yes. And help uplift one another. So Thank you. We think your job is so cool. Thank Could you, you tell everybody what you do, please? Oh, what my are God. the things that you do? I am a professional, semi-professional ball buster. And when I'm not doing that... <laughs> um, <laughs> I see I see over here I have representing over here. I'm repping. I am the PA announcer for your New York Mets. Woo! And That's awesome. Orange and blue, it's, baby. It's, it's only it's only very cool because I'm it's cool for a lot of reasons, but I'm the first female PA announcer. Dale. Espérate, it doesn't stop there. I'm also the first Latina. PA announcer in MLB, which is crazy, right? Isn't that crazy? Toma, though. Breaking barriers. I didn't do it on purpose. It just kind of happened that way. And um, last year, I did it for the first year, and it was very humbling and very exciting and weird and strange. And because I've been told my whole life I have a terrible voice as a broadcast journalist, I know, mijo. Those people at ABC News were like, you have to go to a vocal coach. And I was like, are you paying for it? And they were like, yeah. I was like, Send me to a vocal coach. So I've <laughs> I've had this stigma in my head that oh I have a horrible God. voice. Bendito. So when the Mets were like, yeah, we want you to audition, I was like, have you heard this <laughs> this awful? Now, did before you, did they have like a guy who's been there they like did. since they the had, 60s, the 69 Mets had, yeah, and stuff? My, yeah, but no, my predecessor had been there for 14 years. And before that, there was someone there who had been there for like a thousand years. So it was, it was an adjustment. And you know, like you guys... Obviously, you like the Mets, but yeah. do you have favorite sports teams? Yeah, of course, yeah. Well, who are they? 
The Mets. M- Mets. Mets. You can say the Yankees. It's fine by me. Mets and Knicks, both orange and blue teams. Yes. Long. Mets you must want to kill yourself at the end of every year. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And don't tell me the Jets, too. No, no, actually, no. no, no, no. Jets fans, Tibby? Tibby, you're in Giants. Oh Actually, God. Giants was the first team that I, that I, that I started to like. And then I, I don't know why I picked the Mets and the, and the, um, and the Knicks, but okay, you know, I had a but teacher. I can't. I'll never go against another. You know, yeah. No matter how bad it gets, I'm loyal. Yeah, I'm always gonna be Mets, no matter what. Really? No matter how painful it is. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right. That's fine. That's fine. I was born and raised in the Bronx. I, I'm a Yankee fan, and okay. everyone knows that. So okay. people, so I get destroyed. Mets fans love, like they destroy me on Twitter for sport. Wow. Oh, and man. um, the Seven Line Army comes me hard yeah 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 they come at me hard and i laugh and i you know i'm like listen i get it when you love a team you love a team and not only was i a different voice but i was a female voice and they were like why does she have to say the names in spanish oh shit for real yeah that's like mad ignorant just to say the to say the very least (laughs) and look at the fairly yeah and um so you grew up in the Bronx. So Bob Shepard, Yankees. Oh, announcer, that dude's voice Derek was Jeter, very yeah. Number two. Or hey, Posada. I know. Like he's like like practically like you know getting like having a nap, like, <laughs> coming out of a nap. Like hey, Posada. Is that what they want? I mean, he was you know a legend, but it's like is that what like they want? Like Vin Scully. No, I think different ball clubs want different things. You know, for for the Mets. It was enough to be a woman. So I asked them, I said, do you want me to manipulate my voice? Do you want me to inflect it a certain way? And they said, you know, hearing a female voice is going to be enough. So just do that. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do. And like every now and again, I'll give a little, you know, a little grr to a couple of the players. Yeah. Um, But just showing up and surviving nine innings, sometimes 10 or 11 or 12. Yeah, I mean, that must be interesting. Like you're in like 14 innings and you still have to bring... You do, but you're not a cheerleader, right? So I True. I played sports my whole life. I never was a cheerleader. I may or may not have punched one because she was sleeping with my boyfriend um, <laughs> in high school. Rachel's like, hmm, let's talk about that. We'll get to that after you now, make your point. <laughs> but n- the now, pun- <laughs> now, now punching Marcel Castro. Castro. <laughs> but the but the but the the role of the PA announcer is not to be a cheerleader. You know, if you're doing your job well, you actually shouldn't even notice the PA announcer there. They just kind of guide you through oh. the experience of being at a professional sporting event. Especially in Mets games, there's probably a lot of booing before certain players. So they don't even hear that. No. We're like, boo! Get him off the field, <laughs> Mickey! No, well, that's somebody. Robbie Cano, right? Who, uh, yeah. right? Yankees, and the, so we get him at the Mets, and he's just, you know, he started off great, yeah. and then he kind of, you know, lost his footing. And the, it, within 24 hours, every at bat, it was like, boo! Then he goes for three. And the next day, oh my god! And I'm like, you people are assholes. Like yeah. you can't like it's these people. <laughs> no, it's te- you can't win. You I've can't never been a I've win. Never been a you can't. And I, I feel for the players. I feel for me. I feel for all of us. I'm like, Conyo, there's like, no, it's a loose situation. <laughs> well, you're really just like Jamie said, breaking barriers, and um, it must have its moments. But goddamn, girl. You doing something so important, <laughs> really important, and and our podcast. In case you don't know, there are several listeners out there that actually get back to us and like, wow, I never knew that this was even a job or a thing or like, right. how can I do this? That sounds so cool. How can people get into what you're doing? The PA announcing specifically, 
vo- anything Any, vocal or, you know, why not? Yeah, Something affiliated know, with sports like PA announcing. I think because my my CV, my resume is so weird and random and it has so many twists and turns. Um, I literally got this job by mistake. Literally. Literally, I happened to be on a shoot with a producer who I made a really good impression on who happened to be a woman and she, when they were, when the Mets were looking for a PA announcer, she said, you need to interview this woman. And I hadn't spoken to her for years. So I just, it was a little bit of timing, a little bit of luck. But make no mistake, I work very hard at what I do. You know, when I started, I started at, I was a high school English teacher at a college, at a Wesleyan. Wow. Yes, I was 21 and some of my students were 18. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Miss Castro. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Miss Castro, you want to go to happy hour after class? Yo, Castro! <laughs> Movie tickets. Yo, yo, Castro, you want to come to prom? I did every year. I would oh, yeah. ask um, <laughs> No chaperone. Exactly. Um, My but dad wants to come too. Is that cool? Is that cool? <laughs> yo, what's up? I actually had a parents who tried to. I their child could not write, and I was like, I'm sorry, your child. I'm going to teach your child how to write, but he's getting an F, and they would try to like give me season tickets to the Knicks or oh. to, and I'd be like I'm mm. not I'm like sorry I can't take them and your child still can't write yeah. anyway long story short I stumbled into journalism I got I got into Columbia Journalism School and worked my ass off and all I wanted to do was write I just wanted to write and produce and some serendipity and a lot of elbow grease and I ended up in New York at News 12 and I think it was just the right I was at the right place at the right time in 1999, being Latino was super hot, mm. and not a lot of newsrooms had them. So, so uh, News 12 <clears throat> is is the Bronx. For people that don't I know, I did News 12, the Bronx. That's right. the Bronx. It's the, like Bronx has their own news station. No, it's it's serious. Yeah, no, it's it's serious. It's yeah. like like my mother lives in the Rosedale. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's weird because I never knew they had that. So my mother moved to the Bronx, and I was like, wait, is this not Disney? I thought it was New York One. Like, <laughs> and I was like, wait, no, the Bronx no, has it their has own its shit. own its own network. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. But it's like it's weird because it's like, like nothing else is happening in the other boroughs. No, it's like it's like it's the Bronx and the rest of the world. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and now the Bronx is like yo freaking hot as hell right now. No, the Lit Bar and 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 Boogie Down Grinds and all these you know really really entrepreneurial folks. To answer your question, a lot of hard work. I've I've always done everything with integrity. I've battled sexism, racism, Me Too. All that bullshit, and because I've I've always stood in my name, years could pass, and a producer will pop out of nowhere and say, "Hey, Mets, you should give this woman Marisol Castro a look." Um, I've never turned down a meeting, um, and I hustle, I hustle, hustle, hustle. I was just talking to someone, a colleague of mine who's still a dear friend from ABC News, and she's like, "Hey." Um, who's your agent? Because I have someone who wants to get into sports. And I was like, girl, I haven't had an agent in 10 years. And she was like, what? I said, yes, I have to do all that negotiating on my own. Wow. And it sucks. Wow. <laughs> so what is the what is the pros? Because I know now, um, I was actually listening to a, a podcast how like some athletes now are not even having agents. They're firing their agents. They're taking care of everything. Obviously, they're not giving away to 10 to 20%. Why have you chosen to be like, look, I'm going to do it on my own? Well, part of it I didn't choose. Right. There were there were agents that just didn't want me. They didn't they didn't see enough dollar signs. You know, they'd see me coming and say, well, hmm, not sure how long you're going to be at ESPN or how long this is going to happen. And so, I wanted an agent. I didn't I didn't want to have talk 
Are you kidding? Latinos don't talk about money in their houses. Imagine talking about money like I would break into like hives. So it was the last thing I wanted to do. Um, But because no one wanted to sign me, I was like, all right, I'm going to just do this myself. And I did. What's your advice for that? Because I know there's a lot of listeners now that are at that path where they're like not getting representation. Like, how do you balance that out? Because I mean, even with Rachel and I, we've had experiences like we have to represent ourselves. And it's it's a really difficult process. Like, what is your advice for for individuals? You you know what? If you can get an agent, get one. I also when I mentor Folks in their 20s and their 30s, and they're coming through the business, and anyone says, you know, I'm thinking about going into sports management or this, and I'm like, good, and become an agent so that you can then represent other black and brown folks Mm -hmm. because there just aren't enough people who, they they didn't know how to market me. I mean, agents say, well, why aren't you at Univision? And I'm like, because I don't don't want to be at Univision. Like, uh, no no offense, Mm -hmm. but um, so I think... If you can, yes, I say never pay 10%. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, this agencies are monopolies. And if you can find small boutique ones that with young agents that are hungry, then that that helps. But also, you know, be, be ready to fight the good fight and make sure there's like a stiff tequila at the end of the, <laughs> <laughs> the end of the night when you're home. You're like, oh, my God. I feel like so I've just been punched So you've been to some fun places. Like you yeah. mentioned WPIX, but you, yeah. I mean, the Little League World Series. <gasps> that was my you favorite. You got have some stories. That was my Jamie favorite. Jamie was in the Little League, weren't you? You played in the Little League? Uh, years ago. What, yeah, Roberto Clemente Park. Excuse you. Yeah. What position? Um, Left The out. bench. <laughs> oh, yeah. I- I was a late bloomer. I Yeah, no. And I, the sun was like the. I was in. I wasn't a fan of the sun either. I was very a lot more pale when I was. Yeah, hey, you don't like to sweat. You played baseball. <laughs> I was gonna say, how's he doesn't like the sun. He's not a fan of the sun. But let me play baseball. He needs milk. I don't want to talk about it. All right. Well, then you talk about it. <laughs> we want to hear about the Little League World Series was, story. What you see? It was the best thing I ever did. Um. In it, one of the best things I ever, I ever did in my profession, I was at ESPN and I went and um, you literally go down to Williamsport and everyone's happy to see you. You know, when you're a journalist, sometimes you go into situations and people are like, no, call me. And they <laughs> shove their fist in your face. And there, everyone's really happy yeah. and they're excited. And, you know, I I know Aaron Boone personally, you know, the, the skipper for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. We worked together. We had breakfast together. Oh, that's true. Um, that's right. You know, um, John Cruck from you know from the Phillies, Jessica Mendoza, still a very good friend of mine. So the kids themselves were great, um, and for the international teams, like those cats from Japan, yo, those kids never stopped practicing. <laughs> they never, they never yo. yeah, they never. I was like, can't t- they need to sleep now? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They Damn. were very rigid. Yeah, yeah. No TV break. No, 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 no. Nickelodeon. No. Hell no. Yu-Gi-Oh. No. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. That. Um, <laughs> that game That's why they got kids. to the World Series, though. That's exactly. you know you gotta you know exactly. leave all that little kid stuff. It behind. was fun. It was so much fun. I I still miss it. I was able to go last year with the Mets because. Uh, MLB teamed up with the Little League World Series and they had the, the World Series Classic. So it was the Mets against the Phillies. So I went down there, saw my colleagues from ESPN and hung out and so much fun. That's it's awesome. it's such a good, wholesome event. It really, really is. So I miss you it. Did, you did the weather. Poorly. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what, do <you> <laughs> what do you mean? 
It's 80. It's going to be like between 80 and 85. Listen, mira. It's going to keep it Somewhere it's going to be sunny. Somewhere it's going to be raining. Back to you. And cloudy in the middle. So why? Bring everything. Umbrella. Look, I only got time. Capitone, SPF 80. Bring everything. I only got time for a three-day forecast because I got to go. I got to be somewhere. Mira, bring your galoshes. Did anybody ever get uh, get like mad at you because you like said, "Yo, this weekend's gonna be like ninety and sunny and, and it snowed"? Up. No. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Marisol, how could you do this to us? I was supposed you to have a family picnic. You messed up my whole thing. No, the good thing about doing um doing weather for the for the network, it's not like when you watch picks or you watch whatever your local station is because those are like three minute weather forecasts with bona fide meteorologists. I am not a meteorologist. I asked ABC. I was like. You want me to do what? I just paid eighty thousand dollars to go to the most prestigious journalism school in the country, and you want me to do what? Oh. Mm. And then I was like, "Oh, that's a couple of zeros." Yeah, I think I could do weather. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but even that, I had to negotiate. Yeah, so I so the weather forecasts were you know truncated. They were small. They were like forty-five second hits. And you can't get that detailed because you're covering literally the entire nation. Yeah. Unless my first year at GMA was 2004 and there was a string of hurricanes every weekend so we were all as a team learning about the science behind hurricanes so that was gnarly wait so I, i'm always i'm curious right so is a green screen behind you in can you yes. draw us the picture of like how that Ooh, works no, I, know? I can't because again i'm not i was the fake weather girl she did the so, ten, like the 10 10 winds kind of weather quick no it was a bit no but it was a, a big screen and it was it wasn't a green screen. I was looking at the same thing that you would be looking okay. at. Whereas, like, someone like Linda Church who, from PIX, that's a green screen. So okay. it's like, you could be like, Portland, Oregon. I mean, Portland, Oregon. You know, because you're look because it's backwards. Yeah. No, no, no. It's the other side. It's, it's the other side. Over there somewhere. Yeah, no. So, so, but, but I do know that the science behind that is you have cameras everywhere. So... You're looking at a green screen, and then you look at a camera on one side, and you look at a camera on another side. So you're always seeing what the viewer is seeing. So you can't screw it up too badly. Wow. I mean, so, I suppose you could, but. So did you have to wake up like super early? Olvídate, two o'clock. Two o'clock. That's how people Yo. wake up in the. <laughs> what time do they wake up for these morning shows? <laughs> two in the morning. Yes, my uh, my call time at GMA. I got up at two. I had to be there for three three thirty. Does that mess up your like social life during the well, weekdays? Well, when I was at when I was at GMA, I had just gotten married and I had one child, a baby at the time. So no, I had no... Some of your, your family life. Uh, yeah, yeah. My, did you sleep at... No, no I sleep. would sleep in the car on the way in. I'd sleep on the car on the way home. And, you know, I had babies. Yeah. They were... I tried to nap when they... Which never happened. When I was at PIX, that, I had to get up at midnight because the show started at four. Ay, oh. Can we... Can we... <laughs> can we deep dive a little bit? And obviously, Rachel as well has two kids. Like, as a mother mm-hmm. and the weird sleeping habits mm. how do you prep yourself when you accept this job and just rearrange like weekends is when you really catch up with things yeah like- no you have no circadian rhythm you have absolutely no circadian rhythm um i was just talking to rocio i beg borrow and steal from anyone my mother i'm like miriam let's go coming mm-hmm. up you know she's still in the Bronx I bring her up and I'm like we gotta do this together and there are sometimes, you know like in June my kids are still in school the Mets are in full swing and my little one who's 10 I'm like hmm 
turns out you don't have school. I don't have a sitter. Guess what you're doing today? I bring him to the ballpark. Mm. And he's like, I don't want to watch the Mets lose. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm a fan. I can say that. Exactly. (laughs) And so how old are they now? They're 10 and 13. Wow. So you still have your hands full. Oh, totally. Two boys? Two boys. I'm out. I'm out. Now, how old are they? They are 11 months and four. Oh, that's right. You just had a baby. 11 months ago. Can I still say that? Can yes. I still say I just had a baby? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. 11 like, months and the older one is? Four years old. Oh, yeah. So you're in it. I'm in it. Are your two sons Met fans? No. They're Yankee fans. What? Wait a um, minute. This interview is over. But <laughs> religious. <laughs> but they, they're Yankee fans. But they, but they, you got Tibby back. You got, but they, they, they come to City Field. What my elders, my older son is not really interested in baseball as much. The younger one is, he's a catcher. I'm like grooming him. Mm. Um, I'm like, see, I'll, I'll make him like bat lefty, even though he's a righty. I'm like, wow, you're getting, <laughs> oh yeah, no, he played Little League this summer and he like, he had a mound visit. The coach was like, Gavin, what are you, what are you doing? He's like, I'm talking to my pitcher. He's a disaster out there. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. I'm like, yep, that's this my boy. This is great. This is great. Um, but they, <laughs> so they tough love from your, yeah. from your son over. And he's like a little piojo. He's the shortest kid on the team. He had pisto strikes. Come yeah. on. He's like, I'm framing for you. What do you want? <laughs> um, <laughs> the Japanese team. They're throwing strikes. They've been out here since the morning. <laughs> Without even a vaso de agua. Oh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. But they're fan, they're for my boys are fans of of live sporting events. They mm. they love it. They play sports and are are they interested in what you're doing? Would they be interested in that? I have there is nothing I do that impresses my children. I could mm. walk on the surface of the sun and they'd be like, <laughs> Bueno, it's Taco Tuesday. You were too busy walking on the sun. Oh. We're hungry. Oh. So, but um, I will say when I told him that I got the the gig at the Mets, my older one, I could see his like, he's going through the mental gymnastics and he goes away and he, because he says to me, do a lot of women have that job? And I was like, nope. And he comes back, he goes, you're the first female PA announcer for the Mets. And I was like, Liam, I am. And he's like, that's pretty cool. So I'm told by like their teachers and their coaches that they'll say like, you know, my, my younger son, the catcher, um, he they were rehearsing i don't even know what they do anymore they're practicing for a game and someone said gavin you throw like a girl and he said i hope so have you seen my mom throw oh yeah huh? so, here we go comeback bro ultimate so was, comeback right so there. i think they're pseudo impressed but they'll never tell me mm. is that the age is that just the age it might be the age i think it's also you know it's the norm for them they've only known me to work they've only known me to like you know, go in and disrupt shit wherever I can. And so for them, it's like, if I wasn't doing that, they'd be like, Mujer, what are you doing here? Like, shouldn't you be out (laughs) busting someone's balls somewhere or... Why are you um, cooking dinner? No, no, no. Leave. Yeah. Oh, oh. Well, they tell me. We'll order out. Yeah, they, they said, oh, no, please. That my king, I'm like, can we order out? They're like, but you cook so well, mommy. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> um, they will say, you know, I, part, if I didn't work out, I would lose my mind. Um, and they'll they tell me, like, yo, you're, you're grouchy. Go for a run. And I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. They know. Yeah, yeah, no. They, 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 they get it. They're like, you need to go to the gym. 
go to one of those spinning classes or something. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. I'll go, I'll come so, back. So what do you do during the off season? Hustle. I hustle during the on season too. I'm in the process of hustling as we speak. Awesome. Um, I want to get back into television. I'm, I'm, you know, part of part of last year before the Mets happened. I started create. I created a show called Somos, and it's a profile mm-hmm. show. I took this whole like I was like, Gwen, I've been doing this shit for 20 years. Like, what have I learned? What about this part of my brain can I apply to what I really want to do, which is to highlight us Latinos, mm-hmm. Black yes. and Brown folks, and tell undertold stories. Yes. And I've got this great Rolodex, and so I put this whole thing together because someone was like, oh, you know, well, you're just going to do like a, do it on Periscope, and no harm, no foul to people who do that. But I was like, I know production companies, and I could pay these 20-something-year-olds with arroz con gandule, <laughs> and I'll open, up, I'll open up my Rolodex to them, and we'll put together a great product, and we did. And then I went out to market to try to sell it, which I'm terrible at, like, again, back to negotiating for myself and doing all of that. And then the Mets thing happened, and I was like, oh, okay. So last season I was trying to leverage that and figure out, okay, how do I get back up and I do this? And um, so that's that's still the goal and looking for investors and looking for, you know, sponsors and doing that sort of thing because if not now, when? Totally. I mean, I'm 45, but I'm tired. <laughs> I- <laughs> so doing it solo is is tough. And what is Somos exactly? Somos is, it's a profile show. It's Somos on Air. Um, And it's a profile show. And it's literally, I profile Latinos of all walks of life. And you know them for this thing, but did you also know that they do this thing? So um, one of the, I've, I've sort of taken all the things that I've learned in broadcast journalism, which is, you know, how to do a really good interview where you assuage the fears of the person in front of you and really highlight, you know, what they do. You know, like I wanted to get Robbie. And then, you know, he's he got injured and I was like, Coño, yeah, Robbie. Because I want to, you know, I know there's so much more to him than just swinging a bat. Mm. Um, and those are the undertold stories. And I want to get after Lynn and I want to get after, you know, all these other folks. Because it turns out we're not, it's not finite. I remember in college, I got Latina magazine and I was so excited. You know, it was mm-hmm. 1990. I was like, oh my God. And all of a sudden I was like, this is only going to be with so many cover girls because there are not enough Latinas that can be cover girls. And now fast forward now, I'm like, oh shit, we're not going anywhere. Like we continue to just find our space and find our voice. And now it's just a question of, you know, lifting each other up. I haven't even asked you, like who were some of the people you looked up to when you started? Like were there people that you were like, wow, that's a person that I did. I, well, you know, I'm a writer first and I loved Maya Angelou. I mm. loved her writing, um, Sandra Cisneros. Mm. And um, it's it's very interesting because the one journalist I thought of when I was in high school was like, oh, I kind of like Diane Sawyer. And then when she plucked me and I was literally sitting in her office, I was like, oh my God, I'm sitting in front of Diane Sawyer. And look at her shoes. They're so fine. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of shoes were they? Prada, Gucci. Uh, no, her shoes are divino. So nice, yeah. And that's the thing with Diane Sawyer. When you when she was interviewing people, you knew you were like in good hands for the interview. This is what I'm saying. It's like, okay, I think um I feel good about you know, it's like I guess Barbara Walters has had Same, that too. Yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, I'll watch this because it's like the interviewer is is almost as important or just as important sometimes than the person they're interviewing. That's you don't really get that a lot. So now these days it's just interviews, it's like so what are you working on? And you right, it, there's not a substance. lot of there's not a lot of thought, you yeah. know. Like, it, and and I do this even for when I'm in the booth. I research 
the shit out of anything. If it's, you know, you're doing a, a profile on shoelaces, I will research the <laughs> etymology of shoelaces because you don't want to be caught, you don't want to be blindsided, mm-hmm. especially being a woman. You know, I know that there is, for every person that's like, I mean, how we're so proud of you, there's 10 that are like, go back from where you came from. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. <clears throat> I came from down the block, still part of the lower 48. <laughs> <laughs> do you find yourself going out there and like speaking and telling other people about what you do and how you've broken these barriers? Like you're here on the podcast and I love that we're talking about this, but like, are you out there? I am. I'm, I am not as much as I would like to be because there are only 24 hours a day. I've been very fortunate to be invited to be a keynote speaker um, for some pretty cool spaces. And it's my best friend said to me, he was like, you're doing like really cool shit. You should stop and just like revel in it. And I'm like, no, I can't. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. And at some point I will stop and just say, oh, wow, this this means something. Because when other especially I was in a room with a bunch of women who happened to be Latina and they were like, Oh my gosh, I watched you on GMA. Oh my gosh, I watched you on ESPN. And what you, so one woman was like, you're on my vision board. And I was like, that's amazing. Oh, that's no, I literally was like, I, I had to get my shit together. I was like, oh. <laughs> Castro, keep it together. You're in front of 300 women. Keep it together. I was like, Oh my gosh, thank you. Um, so I do. I, I, and I, and that's, that's what I tell other people. Like we have to, build each other up we have to and there's there's enough space for all of us absolutely there's so much space out there for for all of us to to do our stuff and there are going to be people who like you know my mother still gravitates to diane sir there are people that will gravitate to certain people and um but we just have to put ourselves in positions to be gatekeepers so that we can give each other opportunities. And how are you scratching that, your writing itch? Because it seems, it I seems s- like you have a passion <sighs> for that as well. Is how do you, is there an outlet for you to kind of... So I just, so I, um, I was forced to get back into it like seriously with Ariana Huffington. She asked me to write an article about Latinos in mental health. And I was like, <sighs> I was like, I can't speak on behalf of everyone. She's like, well, just talk about your experience. I was like, oh God. It took me two weeks to write, and it should have taken me like three hours. Yeah. Um, but that satiated the itch. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, for Somos, I just added a blog tag because it forces me yeah. to go in there. With the muscle. And, yes. Because as a writer, you have to write every, even if you're just writing on the page. I hate to write. I don't know what to write today. Writing even if sucks. you're writing on a napkin. Even right. if, yeah, even yeah. if you're just writing on the, in the air. <laughs> even if you're writing on a bathroom wall. <laughs> even if you're tagging up the side of the, the side of the two train. <clears throat> that was my train. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not writing nearly enough, but, um, but it's, yeah. So mm. this is the final interview of this season. I wow. Can't, I can't even believe so it. I feel so honored. Um, <laughs> advice. And Rachel loves to ask that question for our listeners out there. You talk about work ethic. What's your advice for somebody that wants to get into your field? What are some key elements that they have to stay focused on? Writing is a is a key thing. I mean, not necessarily to be a PA announcer, but if you want to be involved in the media or in the art of communicating in some way, shape, or form, you have to be able to articulate what you want to say. And for me, it starts on the page. I've become, you know, after doing this for 20 years, if I can't do it in my sleep, then what the hell have I been doing for the past 20 years? So I feel more comfortable speaking sort of extemporaneously, which also then requires reading. I tell 
young folks and my contemporaries, I'll tell you guys, read, read, just keep reading, keep reading. My children, I tell them, who's your source? They will make this proclamation and I'll say, who's your source? And we had to go over, what does that mean? And during a parent-teacher conference, my son's teacher said, your son asked me um, who my source was the other day. <laughs> and, I said, and I said, well, did you tell him? And she was like, I was so shocked. She's like, but thank you. So, was it the catcher son? I'm feeling, yes. a, I'm feeling a pattern. I see a pattern with it. It was the, catcher. it was the catcher's, yes, it was the catcher's teacher. Um, read, write, align yourself with people who will help you along the way and be ready. Be ready. Like even for me at 45, every few days I look at my bio. So like when you email me and you're like, hey, can you send me your headshot, your bio, this, I have four different versions of my bio. I have, I need better headshots, but I have my resume. So I have all the things ready. You know, I have the three people in my Rolodex who I know like, all right, so-and-so is going to call you. So president of PBS, who I know, or, you know, senior vice president at ESPN, at, you know, so I know I have these people lined up who I know will say, you know, speak volumes. Back. And, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So be ready, you know, and, and, and have, have your stuff ready to just go at a moment's notice. And I, I never say no to a meeting. Never, ever. Because you never, never know what's going to happen. And sometimes, you know, it requires like, you got to get up early. Mm. Yeah. You got to take two trains or three trains or whatever. Or you don't get to see your kids, but you know, at night. But it's part of the hustle. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's and I and I say I tell people like, reach out to me. People through Somos or they somehow find me. I I love it when people are intrepid and somehow they'll find my personal email and I'm like. Oh, you did your research. Like you figured it out. Mm. That's um, not creepy for some people. It might be creepy. It's like, how'd you get my how'd you get my email? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like someone who's obsessed with my toes or something. It's, you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> I have the worst feet in the history of worst feet. Look at Juan. He's like he just. Yeah, I just yeah, no, 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 I no. Mean, I have callos. Yeah. I have bunions. It's terrible. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Marisol. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and now it's time for the Fuchila Que Lo Que, where you get to do your shout outs. All right, it is now time for the Que, que segment sponsored by our friends at Fuchila Fresheners. Be sure to go to fuchilafresheners.com. Use code LOL10 for a discount. That's F-U-C-H-I-L-A fresheners.com. First up to bat, Marisol Castro. Que lo que? This is my shout out time. <laughs> Let it out. Let it out. Let everybody know where they can follow you, where they can find I'm you. I'm sorry. I'm slightly distracted by Juan eating some. Yeah, these cookies are so damn good. <sighs> wow. Like you just pieces, destroyed pieces. that cookie. That cookie didn't stand a chance. <laughs> um, Still got some on your beard. <laughs> uh, no, gracias, mijo. I just had um, coffee chip ice cream before I got here. And I may or may not have had two glasses of wine. That's like a 30-second flavor. Olvídate. Uh, on Instagram, <laughs> at Marisol Castro TV. On Twitter, at Marisol Castro at Somos on Air. Um, you can find me at City Field. Oh, you can. I love that. Yeah. Shake, <laughs> yo, I'll meet you at the Shake Shack line. Yeah. 
they feed you good. I hope they do. They do. Okay. But I also bring snacks. Uh, and I try to hydrate because I can't pee during a game. Mm. You can't pee? Imagine. No, because it, during in between innings, there could be a, a double switch or a pitching change. Or I may have to do a sponsored segment. My right? God. These are the little perfunctory things that people you don't, have, like, a don't think of. Or something under there. <laughs> a little a little snapple. <laughs> a, uh, a little botella. Una botella. Espérate. <laughs> <laughs> the second baseman, number 24, Robinson Cano. Now back. I heard it. Good job, imagine. I mean, her, her bladder must be incredibly trained. Olvídate. That's it. <laughs> That's all I have. I'm very boring. Let's end it on the bladder. Yeah, follow me on Jay Ferns at Instagram. Uh, see you next season. My turn. Okay, first of all, a big what up to our peeps at Yero.com. That's double L-E-R-O.com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. With all eyes on Puerto Rico these days, it makes you wonder what's next. Well, one Yero shares what he thinks and what his place is as a body living outside of the island. Go to Yero.com for the whole story. Just want to thank everybody who's supported us this whole season, all of our guests, Fuchi La Fresheners coming through as a sponsor, everybody who just showed us love, ad dollars, um, all of our listeners, all of the reviews please continue to follow us you can follow me at Rachel La Loca and um, passing the mic to Mike uh, my uh, shout outs I mean the PGA Tour El Tigre should be coming out this week and for me it's Juan Bago on all the platforms so it's the last episode of the season so I kind of wanted to do a special Latinos Out Loud Latinx podcast shout outs there's a few of them, but I'm going to go in order. The first one is One Pot at a Time. It's actually a podcast that recaps every episode one day at a time. Uh, number two is a podcast that, yo, we need to get on this podcast. It is Ladies Who Bronche. Um, very funny. New York-based. Love them. Uh, number three is like our sibling from the West Coast, Spanish Aki Presents. They're very funny. They just started. I love them. Uh, number four is Bag Ladies. Uh, we are so overdue to have them on the podcast. Uh, number five is La Lista, which is each episode features an in-depth interview with a writer from Hollywood who needs to know about, hosted by Ruben Mendiva. Number six is Tamarindo Podcast. Number seven is the Hoops Talk Podcast. Number eight is, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this correctly, their Tertulia Podcast. Uh, number nine, obviously, these are the OG podcasts, In the Thick and Latino USA. Number 10 is Sereglan Dudas. Number 11 is Latina to Latina, hosted by Alicia Menendez. Number 12 is En Latiridad. Number 13 is Radio Chanchibonia. I think I said that right. If not, at me and threaten my life. Number 14 is Spike T Time. 15 is Caitlina TV. 16 is The Nerds Corp. 17 is Comic Camarades. And number 18 is Mi Primo's Podcast. And last but not least the WTF Latinx podcast. Um, I'll tweet out all those podcasts, but those are amazing podcasts. Go check them out. Um, I'll have another list the end of next season. And yeah, that's it. So try to check out some of those podcasts that we shouted out that uh, are in the Latinx space. And uh, I think it's time for the interview. Okay, guys. This is the last episode of the season. And this obviously is the last Que Lo Que Quickie. And we have the honor to have Deanna Munoz. Put your hands together for Deanna. Yeah. 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 
Kansas City. Yo, what's popping? What's popping, Kansas City? Not much. It's kind of been kind of slow around here lately. It's about five for sure. So we were just—I was just telling you before we went on. Like, I feel like I know you. I feel like I spent a week with you because uh, because I, you are currently in episode five, I think, of the in the new season of Queer Eye. Yes, episode six, actually. Episode Taylor six. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yes, and and literally, I think everybody's been saying it feels like just like a friend. Like it was just. They're just so open and honest that you know it's like you just know the person. It feels like. Can you tell us like a little the behind the scenes, like how that was, and like you know when you yeah. found out that you were going to be on the show? Yeah. So um, I had never watched the show before um, being nominated. Um, my son found out that they were going to be in town and was like, "Well, you know, you do all this work. You know, you should be get more visibility to it with the festival." So um, the person that produces the show, she's actually Mexican-American, too. Mm-hmm. And she heard my story and was like, wow, your story is my story. And we don't get to see our stories that much, and especially on this type of show. So we would love to have you. And I was a little hesitant. I, she stayed with us for like three months, going to lowrider shows, going to family events, coming to my house. Wow. Because I think we were trying to trust her just as much as she was trying to trust us, too. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, in our family, we just don't do things like this. Like we never get asked. First of all, and then second of all, you know, you just to put your whole family out there. It's it's kind of scary, mm. you know. And my story's so unique, a little bit. Well, at least it feels that way in the Midwest. There's mm. not a lot of us out here that are Mexican American dealing with this. We have, you know, a couple, but um, it was it was a little scary because I don't usually share my story like that around here because nobody really understands. Yo, since, okay, we're going to get into specifics of the show, but I want to know from watching the show, did you ever confront that neighbor? And if you've seen the episode, people, you know what I'm talking about. Did you ever confront them? (laughs) So my husband actually did. And an incident happened afterwards, too, after the show, um, before the show aired, after we did the filming. So... She knows about what happened, mm. and they, in their mind, don't think they did anything wrong. Of and course. that they literally um, are good people, and they've helped others like us, which I guess is means Hispanic and African American, and they, they, they help them. So obviously, they're not racist in any way. So, which I think just confirms that there's more issues going on. Yeah, yeah. Because they're blinded to it. But um, all I want now is just for them to leave us alone because we've had too many things happen and it's affecting myself and our family. So at this point, we're trying to be civil. Because <laughs> at that point in the show, I was already like, yo, we're friends. And I'm like, yo, th- this neighbor <laughs> needs to move the hell out of the neighborhood because they so, can't be doing this to yeah. her. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, I'm, a, I'm, I'm terrible. I would have went over there and started yelling and being, like, the cops probably would have came for sure. Oh, and my damn. husband knows me. Yeah. So he was like, uh-uh, I'm handling it. We don't need to be going to jail. So you just stay in the house and I'll take care of it. So, honestly, uh, people keep asking me, like, oh, my God, you know, I would have done so much. Trust me, I've wanted to so many times, even to write her back with the messages that she sent, you know. But my husband, he's very cool. You know, he's just like, you know, he wants to protect his family which I totally get because we're going to be living here. We're not leaving, mm-hmm. which is what I think they want us to do. <laughs> what was the most fun part about the filming? The fun part? Gosh, um, letting, um, 
They actually wrote some of the, lo- the lowriders and actually hopped the lowriders. Oh, that's awesome. They had never done that before, so that was actually really fun to watch. <laughs> did you get to, how many clothes did you get to keep? Because it seems like they give you a lot of free clothes, a lot of free stuff. I mean, yes. is that something where, like, right when the camera stop, is like, you were going to have to bring this back to the store. Yes. <laughs> They let you keep everything. Oh, so wow. Okay. I, yes. Not only did I get what they showed on TV, but I also had like four or five bags more of stuff. Like they can't even show, but that they wanted to give to me. Um, shoes, uh, jewelry. Um, oh, my gosh. So much skin care. I've never taken care of my skin ever, and I have a crap load now. <laughs> awesome. I'll be laughing until I die. <laughs> For our listeners, I mean, what inspired you to do the festival? Because, I mean, that is something that takes a lot of effort. We're friends with people that have started festivals, either it's film and music. It takes a lot of work. What really, truly inspired you to do it? So, honestly, first it started with my own story because I wanted to always be in the arts and I wanted to support the arts in some way. And it's just, you know, with the events that happened in my life, I never was able to do that. So when my daughter and then my, uh, my son were interested in arts and were damn good at it, I wanted to make sure they didn't lose interest and really started to think of this as something they could pursue later on in life, not just as a hobby. So for me, I, I started the Scribblers Company Mentorship Program, which is an art program that is now the Latino Arts Foundation Art Mentorship Program. And that's where kids of any age can come in and get free mentorship, you know, creative writing, theater, art, and videography. And with that, those kids, I was blown away. Like, just, like, my kids are amazing. And these kids out here that never get a chance are just phenomenal. Wow. And the saddest part is, like, maybe one out of 20 will get a chance to continue wow. that through their life. And that's not right. You mm. know, I, I want to be able to be a small part and be able to help more kids be able to show that. So, the festival was started because of that program. I wanted the kids to have an opportunity to be with other experienced artists to show their work, not just you know in a not just in the classroom, not just at a school, not just at their home, in the community that they're living and going to be a part of, and and support you know even after if they don't even live in that community after they go to college or after just so that way they continue to know where they came from and support that community. So the festival is definitely free to them. We give them booths and tables and chairs, and we allow them to sell their work at no cost to us. They keep all their profits. And it's just a great way to rise the kids up at an early age so that way when they are older and they are doing galleries and they are doing big festivals, they already know what to do. Mm -hmm. They can come in and just be like, I got this. Have you been hearing from, like, uh, have you been hearing from Latino people in Kansas City, like, that you didn't even know existed like new neighborhoods that you you didn't or is it still kind of hard to reach a a huge amount of people latino people in kansas city or near you know anywhere near it almost i feel like kansas city is so small i feel like we're all related (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny it's just like oh you're my cousin from this cousin or they're married to a cousin you you know hector because there's only two hectors here Right. Hector number one or Hector number two? Exactly. <laughs> That's how it is. It's like, and, then, and then you'll end up finding, oh, you're my cousin, you know, later on down the line. You know, so, so honestly, it's kind of funny because the people that I grew up with, that um, we were always real hard. You know, we're always like, you know, better than everybody else. You know, we never tried to, we always try to act cool. So it was the people that I always looked up to and were like, oh, I'd never talk to them. 
they actually reached out and were like, you know, I, I really admire what you did. You told not just your story, you told our story. And sorry that, you know, maybe we didn't talk to you, we didn't hang out with you, you know, and, and me the same, you know. So it's just kind of cool that, you know, this kind of brought um, a little camaraderie with our whole community, you know. It's been all positive, and it just they, they too need this story to be out because a lot of people don't even know that we exist here in the Midwest. So, a little backstory: how you're on the podcast. Um, the Latinos All Out podcast um, reached out to you after watching the episode, and you replied that you're a listener to the podcast. I'm yeah. curious, how did you discover us? Obviously, you're in Kansas City. How did you discover the Latinos All Out podcast? So, I, I listen, so I don't hear a lot of our voices, so I go to YouTube a lot and just literally Google Chicano. Really? <laughs> and and literally your podcast came up. I don't know when it was. Wow. I but your podcast came up with somebody and it was like, it might've been even Cheech Marin or something like that because I would listen to him a lot. And I listened to Esteban Oriol. I can't even say his name correctly. And um, Joe Ray from the magazine. And so it's like, I really go and try to find a community to listen to. And I found your podcast within some of that noise in there. And I just started listening and I listened almost every Every day at work, it's oh just my because it's nice to be able to hear somebody that sounds like me, talks like me, has the same kind of background as I do. Because you don't get to hear that a lot. Hi, Deanna. Thank you so much. That's really sweet. We try oh. here to, like we always say, move our people forward while making them laugh. And what we've been hearing across the country is kind of what you're saying. It's just about representation and mm -hmm. hearing about different walks of life and career paths and the entertainment industry through our perspective and comedy. And it's all relatable. And yeah. I really appreciate having guests like you on the show from freaking Kansas City calling <laughs> in a super fan of the podcast. Like, we're super fans of yours. And Thank we really you. congratulate and appreciate everything that you're doing for our community from afar. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. You guys are doing great things. You know, I watch uh, Vida. I watch All My Block. Um, you know, I'm just really, we need all of that. And yes. uh, we're, we're over here in the Midwest watching you all. We got to do a show in Kansas City. We got to do a live yes. show in Kansas Get City. Get us there, girl. Let's Get do us it. there. Bring us we're there. We're going to the Arts Center, okay? I, I know. I saw how they hooked it up. We're going. I've always but, wanted to do a photo shoot in front of a lowrider. Can we, oh can you God, hook that up? Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, we have like, we have a, like a Latino Arts Festival has the largest lowrider show in Kansas City right now. And we have literally over 90 plus lowriders that come in from all over the United States. Oh, that's awesome. My Amazing. husband did real good with making relationships as he travels with his own. So a lot of people are like, yeah, we respect that. And we want to come see you guys too. So you guys got to have, you guys have to come up. So wait, who was your favorite queer eye guy? Oh, it's so hard uh, because they all brought something different. But Tan is just um, so I didn't expect to really. Re I didn't you know know if I would be able to relate to Tan, um, but he was the probably the he dressed me, and I think that's a hard part for me because, um, like I said in the show, it was just hard for me to. Not change, but to improve. You had a very distinctive I, style, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's hard to break out of that because Tan Tans seems like he's like, he wants, the first thing he gives you is like, wow, this is totally out of my comfort zone. <laughs> and then you start getting comfortable. Like, I've seen enough of these shows. 
of of, yeah. of, of the queer eye episodes. I'm like that first one is always like the most like really dramatic like thing. It's like I don't know if I could wear a top hat. I'm sorry, Tan. Right. But <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It, it, it's just and so the that's what happened with us. You know, it was a little like oh I'm not really sure, but it was just because of me and the comfort zone. Because even at, at work, you know, I just I don't dress like I feel like the way others do. But it, it's not even about that. It's just what I feel comfortable in. So he really gave me some clothes that I feel good in. I work now to this day. Did you throw away all the hairspray? You throw that. <laughs> Yo, you know watch the I mean? episode. If you haven't, all these things. I'm saying things that people who saw the episode will instantly know what I'm talking about. Oh, 100%. I'm yeah. telling you, um, I kept uh, Big and Sexy alive for the last 10 years. I don't know. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you still got some bottles stashed. You got to keep them stashed for an emergency. For emergencies. But yeah. I'm telling you, after I saw that, so I, I stopped doing it. I, I relapsed a little bit. I just couldn't not do my bump. You know, and everybody has to use a bump it. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> a bump it? <laughs> yes. That is natural teasing. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and so I, I, just, I couldn't stop. And so after a while, I, I, I did stop. And I actually, I could actually run my fingers through my hair now without it getting caught. So it's kind of <laughs> nice to be able to do that. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, let our audience know about the festival that's coming out in September, and we'll put the link out there and in the description. Yeah, so Latino Arts Festival is going to be September 7th um, from 1 to 6. We're partnering with um, a group called CABA. They're having a diversity parade beforehand, and we're having a 5K as well, so and a huge lowrider show. Um, we are at www.latinoartsfoundationkc.com, and you can find all the information on that website. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you. I'm honored. Like I'm just like I won't be all over. Like you guess where I was on? Spreading <laughs> <laughs> it. I love it. You guys do have to come down. We will get you down here. Let's do yeah, it. Let's do we'll it. Cause you guys, you guys have to meet Martha. You have to meet. Martha oh, Martha. I definitely want to meet Martha. Definitely. <laughs> I'm gonna get an autograph when I meet her too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I gotta have her food. I gotta have her food. You have to. And to- like she was schooling Antoni, by the way, like for real. <laughs> she schooled him. Oh, she, she, they, they're the queens. Yeah. They're the queens for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Kansas City, here we come. <laughs> yes. Here we come. Well, thank you thank so much. You. That was amazing, Kansas City. If you out there, talk to us, support our girl, go to her festival. And uh, this is going to be short and sweet because I don't want to get emotional. To a great season, fellas. Here's to another one. On that note, we out! Till next season! Bye! Oye, mijo, que show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda vaina! Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. 
There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.